Once upon a time, there was a new crossover that refused to play by the rules. It flipped the script and made all the others look like fools. Featuring styling that's sexier by far and handles like a rock star. Introducing the first ever Toyota CHR. Enjoy agile handling in the body of a seductive crossover that comes with standard 18-inch alloy wheels. The first ever Toyota CHR. The perfect ride to spin your own tail. Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cocoa Express show for Saturday, the 15th of January, 2011. This is our first show for the new year, and I am your host, Aurelia Lyles. We are live. We are definitely live. We have an amazing day planned for you today with uh, musical renaissance man, Jeff Red. Uh, the show is titled after his website, The World of Jeff Red. I'm waiting for him to call in. We haven't gotten his call yet. Um, the... Um, he's one of, uh, let's just say, R&B signature entertainers with some timeless cuts that we all know and enjoy. And um, I'm just going to play my favorite until we can get him on the line. So please enjoy my favorite Jeff Red song, You Called and Told Me.
Red to call in. Um, we, I can go on with the interview, but I need him to call in. The number is 347-637-2319, and please press 1. Uh, in the meantime, I will just begin to tell you a little bit about the background of Jeff Red. Um, he's had tremendous success in the industry for, um, let's just say, over two decades. And um, he is like one of the signature um, entertainers for the, for the um, R&B um, industry. I'm, I'm at a loss for words because I kind of figured um, I would have had him on the line by now. So, you know, just bear with me. I am going to see if I can reach out. But in the meantime, while I'm doing that, allow me the opportunity to... Um, let you listen to his other song, Take You Higher. Oh, hold on one second, please. Hello? Hi, I'm Jeff Red for you. Yes, yes, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. I had you on the line earlier and you hung up. No, no, you know what happened? I was right in the middle of something and I think I was driving, and I went through a bad area. Oh, okay. Well, I'm really glad that you could make it and join us today. I'm so glad that you have me. I appreciate that. Great. Well, you have to know you are my favorite, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Ray. I really you, appreciate that. You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. So we were getting ready to go into um, talking about your tremendous success in the industry. I mean, you've been doing this for over two decades. Now that's that's a that's a lot. You know what? I didn't even look at it like that. <laughs> wow, <laughs> two decades. Because you know, it's funny. I signed my deal in 1988, so that means this year in November it'll be 23 years, and uh, that's a long time, man. Yeah, it is. It is a long time, and you are successful at it. And I have to congratulate you um, for receiving the proclamation from your um, town where you grew up in. Yes, that was that was a, a beautiful thing, man. They honored me with the not only proclamation but the key to the city, and um, it was just great just coming from a city like Mount Vernon because there are so many um, actors and you know singers and. Mm-hmm athletes that came out of that city, and I was just honored to receive that. Well, that just means that people recognize your work and they appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. So, now, I wanted to ask you, when you were growing up, were you really involved in music at all? You know, like a lot of people went to performing arts schools and stuff like that. Were you involved in anything in that nature? 
Oh, I was definitely involved with music. From the time I was a young kid, I would sing a lot in school and stuff like that. I was in the choir at my school. And um, it was something that I always knew that I wanted to do from the time I was 10 years old. Okay, great. And you started out with a group called The Sophisticated Gents? Yeah, a local group from Mount Vernon called The Sophisticated Gents. And uh, it was three of us. And I was the youngest in the group. And basically what that did was um, help me to be able to learn how to perform in front of people, you know. And mm-hmm. it was a great learning experience, and I was I'm so, you know, grateful for that experience. Mm-hmm. And I understand you used to open for a friend of mine, D-Train. That's right. <laughs> we went That's to high school right. That's together. My man. That's my man. You know, I actually spoke to him not too long ago. Okay, yeah, we um, grew up in the same neighborhood and went to the same high school. So you from Long Island? No, he's from Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn. Yeah. He lived in Long Island, okay. Right, he moved to Long Island, but he's originally from Brooklyn. He went to Erasmus. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so. Old old James. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Yes. Now, the question, the other question I wanted to know was, before you became Jeff Red, the entertainer, what did you do? Oh, well, I did a lot of things. I had went to um, I went to college for a year. I didn't really do nothing in there but play around and mess around in that. So I had to get a job, and I started working at um, General Motors on the assembly line. Wow. And while they were working on, at, at General Motors, you know, I was performing and doing my Shows and stuff like that, and um, I got my deal while being at General Motors. So, and that's how I found Mary J. Blige because her stepfather and I worked together at General Motors. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, you and you are also responsible for bringing us amazing talent like Mary J. Blige. Now, when you're out there prospecting for talent, what is the unique quality that captures your attention that makes you or lets you know that this person has it? The hustle, you know, I, I like more so the hustle in these artists that um, that they're go-getters. And that's the thing that I really learned because I started my own record label a few years ago called Soul Real Records. Mm-hmm. And I had three artists on the label. I made albums. I got choreography. I did photo shoots. And then I set up an open mic night in California at a place called Cozy's, which was in Sherman Oaks, California. Mm-hmm. And um, it was time for me to... Um, get the guys, you know, to get them a a home base and a fan base for them to, you know, work out and establish themselves. And these guys, they want to perform. So, I mean, they were very talented, but Mm -hmm. they didn't have the hustle, you know. And that's one thing I look for now in artists is their hustle. Mm -hmm. And their their willingness, you know, how much are they going to sacrifice? Okay. Now, much like all industries, when you're trying to get, you know, pursue your dream and, and, and get your, your, your grind on, um, you encounter roadblocks. What hurdles did you encounter when you were trying to get yourself situated and started in your career and moving forward and going along with your career? Um, some of the roadblocks, one, they said I couldn't sing. Um, I heard that once from this guy. He was in the entertainment business and his daughter, I gave his daughter um, a demo that I had and she brought it back and said, my pop said you couldn't sing. Then it was another roadblock when I was in the group and the 
I was youngest in the group, and they told me that, you know, at that point, we were getting $35 a night. We were getting $35 a night. And the the owner of the bar said, okay, I'm going to give you guys a raise, which was $50 a piece. So they all said, okay, that was great, but, Jeff, we think you could – it's not time for you to get your additional $15. We don't think you're ready yet. Oh, no. So that was another <laughs> that was another roadblock. It's like, you can't be serious, you know? So, you know, what, anything that, you know, the, the thing that motivates me, I find out is when someone tells me I can't do something. Mm, okay. That's almost like putting fuel in my tank. Okay. And every time they told me I couldn't do something, I always did it. They said I couldn't sing, I did that. You know, I, I, I'll give you some stuff. I'll take it a step further. I, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a pharmacist, and the my counselor told me that was too hard for me. So hmm. I said, all right, you know, back then, they, I'm pretty sure now they still might be telling minority stuff like that. But I said, all right. And I said, okay, I'll try something else. So here we are years later, and last year I went back to school and became a pharmacy technician. I'm a certified pharmacy technician now. Wow. And that was just to show and prove to myself because they said I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So anything that I want to do, of course, by the grace of God, I was able to do it. So whenever roadblocks come, those are all, it's almost like fuel in my tank. Okay. And now, that, really, that really fires me up. Now, that is commendable, and this is something that it's not in any of your bios, because believe you me, I was searching. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I went back last year and went to school, and um, yeah, I'm a certified pharmacy technician, and it's cool, you know. Okay. It's something I always wanted to do, and uh, I'm doing it. Okay, not so a, I'm you... not a pharmacist, because a pharmacist, you go to school for six years, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But, you know, this is cool for me, because I'm still doing my music. Yeah, so Jeff Red reinvents himself whenever he feels like it, right? Absolutely, of course. When I get the information from a higher source, which is God, I, I move forward. And that's okay. what a lot of people, a lot of people get stuck because they, you know, you, you talk to people and they say they don't know what they want to do, and they already know. They just don't believe that the information that they're getting is real, mm-hmm. you know. And and they say whenever you hear that little inner voice talking to you, you got to move, man. And I've always moved, you know. I'm I'm hearing some information now. That I, you know, I'm working with one young artist. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to reveal his name yet, mm-hmm. but I, I think by this time next year, he's going to be probably one of the biggest artists in the industry, surpassing Justin Bieber. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, and you're like I said, we'll, we'll, you, you, you'll hear more about it later on down the line. Okay, and I'm going to take your work because you said you're getting it from a higher source, and I know if it's coming from there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you. Yes, okay. ma'am. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, what has been, I mean, you are wearing many hats. Um, you're an entertainer, you're a songwriter, you're a producer, um, record label executive for your own record label. Um, and I want to know what has been your most challenging position? Challenging role. What has you know really the, the most challenging role thus far was starting the label because I had it now for maybe 
true. This time is moving. I had that label since 2003, so that's eight years. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the challenging part to me, the first four years was dealing with artists and, of course, spending your own money. Mm-hmm. And me coming out of corporate America, I was so corporatized that I was doing everything according to the way we in corporate America, not even knowing that I'm an independent now and I can do anything I wanted to do. So I had to get out of that mindset. You know, it took me two years to get out of that mindset. Mm-hmm. So the, the next two years, you know, it was about more so developing the artist. And by that time, like I said, the challenging part came is when I'm sitting here with these very extremely talented artists mm-hmm. with no drive, with no mm-hmm. hunger, with no sacrifice. And I realized what I did was I did too much for them. I gave them the choreography. I, gave, I, I created an open mic night. I, you know, I did everything for them, laid it out for them, and I shouldn't have done that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that and, and it really bothered me because, you know, you spend a lot of money with these artists, mm-hmm. and um, they still didn't get it. So, I mean, that was a challenge for me, not understanding why they didn't get it, because I'm thinking everybody's in the mind frame that I am. Okay, mm-hmm. somebody's doing something for me. I got to go to extra extra, extra yard. But that, that was that was something, man. So that the label thing was the most challenging. Artists, of course, you know, at the beginning, trying to get a deal, trying to get your name out there. That was a challenging part. Producing and writing wasn't challenging because all just came to me mm-hmm. like I had um like when SWV I was I had just finished doing my first album and their manager Maureen Singleton that came to me and asked me to write for them I didn't know who the girls were they was called Sisters with Voices mm-hmm. and um I just sat down and wrote a song and it's so funny I'm getting royalty checks to this day for that song and I, I didn't even know the song was on the above the rim soundtrack you know, so, I mean, mm-hmm. all these things are starting to come around. And, I mean, I just thank God every day because he was able to give me that information to write down and for people to hear it. And, you know, years later, because I did that in 1989, 90, somewhere. In yeah, it was, in the, it was in the 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, long, that's 20 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Good gracious. <laughs> Now, okay, you've worked with a lot of artists. Can you just, like, tell us who they are, who a few of them are? I know, you know, based on... Okay, a few of them are uh, Casey and JoJo, Regina Bell, Bobby Brown, SWV, um, Guy. I did their last studio album. Um, I worked on the Hostel. I got a Grooveback soundtrack, the Hurricane soundtrack, Eve Bayou soundtrack. Um, Oh, man. Uh, you know, some things there. I worked with Salt and Pepper. Mm-hmm. When I first got to MCA, I worked with them. They had a song called Champagne that actually won a Grammy with that record. Mm-hmm. So, worked with James and Tume on his uh, New York Undercover soundtrack and uh, so many things. You know, I can't think right now. When, when, that, when people ask me that question, I know I'm leaving some things out, but, you know, those sort of groups and artists that I work with. Mm-hmm. And that's only because you're very busy. See, if you weren't, you'd be yeah. able to run them down. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nah, and, you know, it's something, like I said, when I do something, I do it, man, I, you know, I do it wholeheartedly and that's it. You know, like a lot of people do things and they keep talking about it and talking about it. Man, I'm on to the next. 
mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's not about one project that defines who you are. It's about creating a body of work, you know, that people can look at. And that's what, you know, of course, God has been able to bless me with creating such a, a body of work. When I go back and look at it sometimes, I'm like, good gracious. You know, that's a lot of, I've, I've mm-hmm. done a lot as an, an artist in the, in the record business. Yes. Now, you continue to keep your, um, to keep us, gifted with your talent and you constantly keep your finger on the pulse current trends in the music industry for example um take you higher Mm -hmm. i mean that is a hot song and you know it's really interesting um you called and told me it's like a timeless song i mean my daughter she loves that song and she is a senior in college and she's heard that well pretty much all the time (laughs) because it is one of my favorites Right, right, right. Yeah, but, you know, it's just interesting how, you know, you can put something out there and, like you were saying, you didn't know what it was going to do when you initially did it. However, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, it's still hot. I'm telling you, man, because I was in California and every so often my manager at the time, George Rell, would call me, yo, they're playing your song, you need to I'm back to New York, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. He set up one show, I never show up. Mm-hmm. So then I said, okay, I'm coming to New York. Number one, my mother got sick. I had to come to New York and put her on dialysis. Mm-hmm. And I said, while I'm while I'm here, I will, you know, have him set up a couple little radio things for me to promote my compilation that I had did. Mm-hmm. And when I started promoting the compilation, you know, I did the Miss Jones show at the time, you know, talent them. They was on ninety eight point seven kiss. I did Hal Jackson, you know, morning show and everyone was asking when you're coming back, when you're coming back. Georgia set up a few dates at a couple of local clubs and you know, one thing led to another and like I said, I started out singing in front of twenty five people and it wind up turning into be almost like ten thousand people at South Tree Seaport a year mm-hmm. later. I was there. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know, and you know, it it, it was it's, it's it's amazing, but it of course it's God that made all that happen, but also we put in the work. I mean, we had we was doing and we still we do we was doing everything. We was doing you know Jeff Fred was Jeff Fred everywhere, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm talking about. An artist who's willing to sacrifice and go beyond. You know, mm-hmm. they say it's a saying in order to bring possibility into reality, you must first go beyond what's comfortable. Because when you get in the uncomfortable zone, that's when the magic starts happening. Okay. All right. Now, I think I have a listener on the line who wants to say something to you. You open for that? Yes, absolutely. Okay, hold on, please. Hello? Yes, hello. Yes, you. Hi, this is DJ from the Bronx. First of all, I just want to compliment you on all the work that you've done over the years, Jeff. And uh, it's a blessing that your know, gift that you have. And also, I saw you last year at a Hallelujah party right on West Fourth Street near Great Cross from Greater Centennial Church. Yes. 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 yes right. And we had we had an awesome <laughs> time. And your personality yes. was very impressional. Impress, very impressive. And I just, I just, I, my question I had, you already answered. But I just wanted to thank you for all your work, and and you're one of my favorites. And, and, and I thank you so much for, for even taking the time to call. That means a lot to me as well. Thank you very much. God you're bless welcome. you. Bye-bye. Thank you, DJ. Okay. So, oh, so you got you got a following, a big following, huh? 
And, you know, like I said, it, it really, it really amazed me because when I came back to New York, actually now this is a fifth year because I go back and forth, but I've been here taking care of my mother. Mm-hmm. So since I've been here, man, just to see the response of the people that was like, where were you, man? It's, it's really, it's amazing because the name is bigger than the image, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. like people, you can ask anybody you heard of Jeff read this, so yeah, but the face they don't have the the name is not with the face and that's what we're doing now that's why i actually connected with double exposure angelo ellis mm-hmm. mary moore cynthia and them to actually just get me you know back in the business and get back in, in people's space and face and mm-hmm. you know so we can you know have a good time and just do some other things as well okay now speaking of good time I'm going to let everyone listen to Take You Higher so they can see what you are putting out there for us now. This is just a taste, so I know everything else is going to be just as good as this or even better. So just okay. Get, okay, All hold right. on. All right. I just want to take you higher. I
That is great. And the funny thing about it is whenever <laughs> I put the music on, I kind of forget where I am, you know? And, right. who told you, and who told you you can't sing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You're yeah, welcome. that's the new single off the new project. You know, you know, it's available now on iTunes and CD Baby. You know, pick it up. Okay. Now, pick it up. Now, with the current, you know, the constant changes in the industry, how do you stay so current musically? I think you surround yourself with, you know, cat, you know, younger guys who are out there and know what's what's the pulse. But I think more so, you got to do what you feel. Because my thing is not competing with what's going on. It's basically just making music that feels good to me because I'm an artist first. Mm -hmm. And I think when you start trying to make music that, you know, that can compete with everything else, you're you're always behind. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to always make things that are cutting edge. And cutting edge sometimes means that people are not going to like it. But to do what you feel that comes from from your heart. And that's what music was about when I was coming up. You know, now people are just making hit records. And I understand it. You know, people got to eat and, you know, it's a lot of money in hit records. But mm-hmm. my thing is, you know, to create a body of work. And that's why I say here I am 22, actually this three years later, and people still, you know, know about me and know about the work that I've done. Yes. Now, the keeping that in mind, being in the industry then and being in the industry now, what what are the changes? What have you noticed? What you know? What's good about it? What's not so good about it? Yesterday and today. The industry is not the industry anymore. So let, let's start there. It's not the same industry. It's not an industry that recognizes talent. It's an industry that recognizes sales, and that means coming from independence. So this is the time of independent labels. Actually, are independent artists actually getting out here hustling and creating their own way. And then the record labels come after you, so the industry doesn't exist. So that's what people have to get out of their heads. Because I hear people saying, I'm going to create a demo, and I'm going up to Sony and sit down with an A&R and get a record deal. Those days are over. They've been over five for the last five or six years. Mm-hmm. So now it's about creating your music, creating your audience and selling it to your audience directly via the internet, via at shows and that sort of thing. And that's what the industry is. So we're at a different time now, which I think is beautiful because anybody can win. Okay. So it's like a level playing field. It's a definitely a level playing field. And, you know, if, if you have the good music, people will buy it. And no, you may not sell 500,000, you're going to sell a million, but if you can sell 20,000 units at $10 a unit, that's $200,000. Okay. And then you can go on to the next project, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you turn around, you got five or six albums that's out there that's generating money for you. Okay, and it's about business, period. It's totally about business. <laughs> it's, now, a number, it's a numbers game. Okay, Um. now, like, you have like YouTube and all those other things available to you as well, so that makes it even easier. So you have to get yourself out there visibly as well as um, audio audio wise, correct? Right, you have to get out there now. Of course, although there is the internet, people still you have to draw traffic to the internet. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole another challenge that people have to figure out. But hey, you know, once you figure it out, then you go from there. But you know, it, it's a great time for music. I'm excited about the possibilities right now. 
Okay. Now, do you have any projects that you are working that you are working on at this moment that you want to share with us? I know you mentioned the young man that you think is going to be well. Well, the that artist. young man I was telling you about, I can't give you his name yet, but mm-hmm. just another project that I'm starting to work on. My next project, because this take you higher project, is basically a project that I put together strictly for the DJs because it has samples that all the DJs like to play in with me singing on it. And the great part about it is the collaboration between me and some of the artists that created the actual music, you know. So that's it. I'm excited about that. Also, we released a project that I put out years ago called Download. Now, Download back then doesn't mean what it means today. I know. So, that's so, so, <laughs> so I re-released the Download project on my label, Soul Real Records, so that's available as well mm-hmm. um, on uh, CD Baby and iTunes. And then I'm starting on the next project. The next project will be a live project with live instruments, orchestrations, and those sort of things. Because after I started making records like All My Life for Casey and JoJo, mm-hmm. Tell Me It's Real for Casey and JoJo, when I was using 30-piece orchestras and working with mm-hmm. Randy Warman, who was actually Barbara Streisand's music director, it just made me think about a whole other element and another way to go. So, oh, that's so you're, going, you're going old school, old school. I'm going, yeah, really yeah. that way for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I understand that you were going to write a book. Yes, I started writing a book, and it went from my life story to I put that pen down and started writing a romantic novel, and I put that pen down. So I think I'm going to go back to the romantic novel and um, finish that up. But the name of my book is R&B, Soul is the Music, R&B is the Lifestyle. It's basically about how R&B has um, affected the way we live not only from the 60s and 70s, but till today. Mm-hmm. Well, that should be an interesting book because, like, you have over two decades of experience to share. Right. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. That- and, and going further back than that, because, you know, when we were coming up, we had to listen to what our parents listened to. So that we listened correct. to that music as well as the music we had, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a new day, a new day. And it's a great day. Now, what advice would you give anyone out there who's just starting, just in any industry, just out there looking and hoping to find their way? What advice would you give them? I would give them to be creative. Do what you feel from your heart. Be willing to sacrifice. Don't spend money on your sneakers and all that stuff. Spend money and putting it back into what you're trying to do creatively. And, and just focus, man. And don't let nobody tell you that it's not good. Take advice from people you respect. And like I said, it's all a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And of course, first and foremost, put God first and ask them, if it be your will, let it be done. Because a lot of things we want is not God's will. So mm-hmm. we first got to go speak to a higher source and make sure that this is what they're supposed to be doing. Okay, great. Now, there's one other last question. Uh, if there okay. was if there was one thing, one thing that you can change, what would that be? If one thing I can change, I would change the unhappiness of the people that I'm starting to see and their attitude towards being they, they, the way they – I'll give you an example. When everything is good, they got a job, house, car. Some people you say, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Okay? Mm-hmm. So now – they lost a job. They're a little sick. How you doing? Oh, man, I don't know. The devil's busy. But, no, just because you're sick, you might be losing a car, losing your house, you're still blessed and highly favored because you're able 
could make a you can every day is the first day of the rest of your life. You're always able to make a change. So we have to stop putting material things in front of what's what really matters. So I would change the attitude of people about how they they consider themselves being blessed and highly favored. Oh, that's excellent. You know, it's amazing. Um, to see you on stage, to hear you sing, you don't really know the person behind all of that. And I am so glad we had the opportunity to get to know the Jeff Red, the man, the person, the individual. Yeah. You're amazing. I, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> and I really appreciate your time. And like I said, I'll be seeing you around. And um, thank you and thank everybody out there for your support over the years. Pick up the album, take you higher, pick up the other album down low and mm-hmm. um I'll be coming with some more stuff soon and, and you know thank you and thank God for you know for allowing you to have this interview with me. Yes, that's great. Now, before you go, can you let people know how they can get in contact with you if they wanted to, you know, send you some uh like an email or something like that or Yeah, if they want to get in contact with me, they can hit me up on my website which is www.jeffredd.com and that's jeffred.com. And they can hit me up on Facebook as well. And then my Twitter is the real Jeff Red. So they can hit me up at those three situations. Okay, that's great. And um, I want to thank you for your time. It was indeed a pleasure, and I'm glad I had this opportunity. Uh, and thank you so much. You're quite welcome. You have a wonderful day. That's our show All for right, today, thank everyone. You. You're welcome. Okay, everybody, that's it for today. We want to thank Mr. Red, Jeff Red, for coming to join us. It was beautiful. Please come back at 2 o'clock because I'm going to be at this again. So I got another show scheduled for today. But um, that's it. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real. Listen, learn, and live. Lighting up. It takes on a whole new meaning when you're behind the wheel smoking pot and see police lights. If our drug recognition officers catch you driving under the influence of marijuana, you'll get a suspended license, up to $6,300 in fines, and possibly jail time. A DUI always costs you, and it's never worth it. Don't let a DUI redefine you. Visit arrivealivede.com slash drive sober. Popping. It takes on a whole new meaning when you're driving impaired by pills and get popped by the police. If our drug recognition officers catch you driving under the influence of drugs or prescription meds, you'll get a suspended license, up to $6,300 in fines, and possibly jail time. A DUI always costs you, and it's never worth it. Don't let a DUI redefine you. Visit arrivealivede.com slash drive sober. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.